Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka 99.94, Cricket Every Day. My name is Mark Machado from the Murali End and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazi Devon from the Papare. Sri Lanka 99.94 is your new home for Sri Lanka content. We'll be dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube or the 99.94 app several times every week. So please do rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family and join in on Cricket's conversation. Estelle, it's been an absolute disaster weekend for Sri Lanka. Uh, we were all excited about the, the Women's Asia Cup final. That didn't go quite how we planned it. And then on Sunday, Sri Lanka lost their opening game. The men's team lost their opening game to Namibia in Geelong. There's a lot to talk about. Um, you're, you, I should also add that you are in Geelong um, covering the games for, for the Papare. And um, I, I'm marooned in London, just having to lick my own wounds and uh, among people who broadly don't care about Sri Lankan cricket. But there you go. Um, Estelle, should, oh, I don't even know where to begin. Let, let's let's talk about Namibia because I think we we need to have some sort of collective therapy after that loss there. Um, what, you were in the stadium. What was the atmosphere like? The first fifteen overs went really well, and then after that, it was just all downhill from there for SL, right? Yeah, the atmosphere was brilliant. I think nearly everybody I know from Melbourne was at the stadium, so people had driven down. It's a massive uh, Sri Lankan crown, I believe something like 20,000 20, people. So huge crowd, great atmosphere, atmosphere, band playing. And it was all going so well in those first 15 overs. We even won the toss. But then, like you said, everything went downhill after that uh, final burst by Namibia. You have to give them credit. They were good with, in those last five overs and they were good with the ball and in the field but not the kind of performance Sri Lanka would have wanted right to kick off things um, in Geelong. Yeah, I was watching uh, Jared Kimber's Mood Board, which is the show that he's doing every day um, during during the World Cup. And he was talking about how Namibia just basically live off other people's mistakes. And, you, you know, they're, they're a good cricketing side, a good bunch of, of, of you know, tight-knit team who seem to work together. And um, I, th- I think that's just the, the analysis for it, right? They just seem to live off all the mistakes that that SL were making, and cricket is one of those games where the kind of you know the more that you can put pressure on the opposition, the more you'll force them to make mistakes. And if you if you're there and able to capitalize around them, you, you can somehow get yourself back into a winning position. Because ninety for four after fifteen overs, you're thinking SL should easily be you know should be able to rattle them all out for around the hundred and twenty mark at, at best, um, and and easily chase down this school for, the, for them to get into 160 odd and SL then to lose wickets just too too easily and too quickly early on in their innings absolute disaster absolute nightmare um and and now you know I, I tweeted this yesterday I'm frantically checking what the weather's going to be like in Geelong for the for the rest of the week um to, to make sure that ASL get a chance to uh, to play their remaining games and not get knocked out before the tournament's even started. What a disaster. Sorry, I'm just like ranting now. Like, tell me something positive, Estelle. Was there any positives from yesterday's performance? I don't know if there were any. I mean, the spinners bowled really well, both Hasaranga and Tikshana, but I think, again, they would have wanted to take more wickets. They both finished economical spells, both picked up one wicket apiece, but it was just 
you know, what's disappointing, I think, is, of course, the only player that most Sri Lankans know from the Namibian side is David Weiser, right? And you get him out for a duck, and they still end up scoring 68 of the last five. So I feel like there was also kind of a, maybe there wasn't that much of a kind of focus on those latter uh, order batters and where their strengths were. Um, just like you said, they capitalized, they, they were kind of waiting for the mistakes and the mistakes just kept coming. Even if even uh, with the bat, if you look at Sri Lanka's dismissers, I don't know if you can identify even more than one where it was a good delivery that, you know, outsmarted the batter or something like that. The feeling was fantastic. And again, it was just capitalizing on the mistake. Sri Lanka looking to hit over the top again and again and again. And they held on to all the catchers. So just, I don't know what kind of, I mean, performance you can call this. Because if you look at the Asia Cup where Sri Lanka started off again with a like a, a really disappointing loss, you know what kind of team Afghanistan is, right? You, you know they're coming in with some really great uh, bowlers. They have a very decent batting lineup as well. But with Namibia, with this due respect to them, they don't come in with those star quality players. They have 11 guys who are kind of there and thereabouts, who will do a good job with the ball, do a good job with the bat. So that's why it was kind of a, I don't know how to describe Sri Lanka's performance yesterday. Just, you know, from that 15th over onwards, everything went wrong. You look at even the fact that Okay, when you knew that you're going to lose the game, when it looked like all was lost, there wasn't even an attempt to kind of negate the net run rate from going too low. So that's another problem now we have to keep our eyes on. So just, I don't know, they seem flustered. I I, I can't really explain it because like, I, like we spoke about in the previous episode, they looked really good in the nets. They looked like the energy was really up. And all that seemed to disappear uh, when it came to game time. Um, it, it, it seems to me that, you know, Sri Lanka beat India and Pakistan at, at, at the Asia Cup final and they, they weren't much fancied going into either of those two games or, or three games because they beat Pakistan twice. It seems to me Namibia actually kind of did what Sri Lanka did to India and Pakistan there, where they came in uh, with, with the opposition probably not taking them as seriously as they should have done and had a, had a plan and executed it and saw it away. We, you know, this time last week when we were talking before the game, we were super enthusiastic about this. I did see Jared last week in person and I tried to persuade him that uh, Sri Lanka were, were one of the favourites for this tournament. Obviously, um, you know, after that performance, you Jared probably thinks I'm, I'm totally insane, but there you go, we're in the Kimberverse now. So um, I, I suppose I've just always got to back my boys. But maybe we went into it, and I say we because I think, you know, we're the fans, we're the people who cover the, the team. We're just too enthusiastic and, and had almost forgotten that actually you've got to go out and you've got to do the work. You've got to earn the right to win cricket games, right? And, you know, the, the reason why people who don't, you know, who don't follow Sri Lanka as closely as we do probably didn't have them in their, you know, in their top four or five favourites of this tournament where was because, you know, we've done it in the very recent past but this team, by and large, has still got a lot of way to go. The, the, the players are still very young. We're still, you know, in, in, in terms of cricket, we can play, we, we can be a bit naive and, and be a bit innocent. I think we saw that with our batting yesterday. 
Um, I thought, you know, after Barnica got got out, that to me felt like it was it was basically all over. Even though maybe you know it shouldn't have quite felt like that. That you know there, there's players who come in after him or who who came in after him yesterday who who were able to get the runs, but it just you know, yeah, I I I I was very like it felt like a gut punch yesterday. I'm not I'm not going to lie, Estelle. Obviously, you know. I, I forget about being a journalist or broadcaster and stuff like that. My main thing about this team is that I just love them. I love Sri Lankan cricket and I love I love the 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 lads who are in this side and, and the way that they've rebuilt um in the last year or so. And it I just felt disappointed for everyone involved. And hopefully, uh, you know, that that's that's the the flaw now and it and it gets better and we and we go through the roof in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll take a short break and after that we'll come back and talk about what team changes might need to be made going into the next couple of fixtures. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. Um, so Estelle, uh, Sri Lanka aren't out of it just yet. So just yet, hopefully that they'll be in it for a little while longer. We've got two, two more qualifying games that we now are... It's imperative we get results from. We've got the UAE on Tuesday morning. I have absolutely no idea when somebody might be listening to this podcast, so I'm just going to have to kind of project what's ahead of me. And uh, the Netherlands, a couple of days after that, um, there was some surprise when uh, Lauru wasn't starting the game yesterday and they instead went for uh, Pramod Madhushan. Um, and the, the other point of contention is in, is in terms of the batting, where Asalanka still hasn't found the place. And there seems to be a lot of clamouring on social media or a lot of people on social media pointing out Danushka's lack of runs in his last four innings. Um, do you think that we will see changes going into the game against the UAE? I think there'll definitely be a change in the batting lineup because, as you said, Danushka has got scores of 1-0, 1-0 in the last four games. Hasn't? It's, it's been very it's, binary, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah and, and it's funny because he he hasn't necessarily looked terrible in the games bef- before that. It's just the runs just have not come. But I think Sri Lanka's biggest problem now is the fact that even Asalanka is not in great touch. So I think they will bring him in. I don't know if they might drop uh, De Silva down to number four and have Asalanka at three. But I think there'll be a change there because they have to do something, right? They can't just sit around and wait until something changes because it seems like at the moment that three and four spot, those two spots are kind of walking wickets. I know nobody else got runs yesterday either, but um, that's kind of been consistently a problem. Um, on the bowling front, uh, so Dasan Shanaka during the post-match um, press conference he indicated that they didn't want to play Lahiru Kumara and Dushmanta Chamira because both of them would be coming into the team after a long layoff. Uh, Kumara, a longer one than Chamira, of course, but both of them missed the Asia Cup. Um, 
So they didn't want to risk playing two players who didn't have too many uh, games under their belts coming into this. So Pramod Madhuchan, having played the Asia Cup final, having done well, was the preferred choice. I don't know. I, I mean, his reasoning makes sense. Um, but also then you have to question the fact that they didn't give Kumara any game time during the warm-up they played either. So what was the thinking there? Why was it that Sri Lanka didn't try out anybody in that, in that game, knowing full well that the weather was not good, so um, they might not get to play the second game either. They played 11 of, I assume that was going to be the starting 11 for the tournament as well. So that, to me, is strange. Why didn't they try anybody else? Zimbabwe tried 11 bowlers in that in the same game. So if if they were worried about you know the form coming into the tournament or whatever, then why wasn't Kumara given a choice? It, it's it's just to me it's really strange that you would pick a guy because he is quick. There's no other reason to pick him, right? You're picking him because he's quick, and you don't play him against the teams who you would expect to be most uh, vulnerable against bowling of that speed. So that's kind of the strange thing about the whole selection process. I know it, it does make sense what Shanaka said. You wouldn't want to have two guys who can who haven't been in it. But the whole build up and then why did they pick him becomes a question because, you know, they could have picked someone like Asita Fernando who's been um in the team and who has been playing international cricket, whether T twenty or other formats. So that was a weird one for me. I don't think uh, I'd like to think they'd play him in the next game because it, it feels it feels to me yeah it, it feels to me that uh laru is probably carrying some sort of injury right because going into the game there was a discussion about whether or not he was going to play and there was no discussion as in whether or not he gets into the the start and 11 there was no discussion about Pramod at all None of us saw that kind of coming. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a very young bowler, and I'm sure he's going to be great in the future. Um, but there is a. There was kind of a clamour to have Lairu in 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 that side, and the fact he hasn't bowled at all in the warm up games, and the fact we know he's coming off an injury. I wonder if they took him carrying a slight injury, and he's not quite yet ready yet. But they don't want to say it. I mean, I, I'm about as far away geographically from this team as as is possible. Um, so I'm just totally speculating, and I'm just looking. I'm trying to see why the what the pattern is here, because to me it just feels so odd that you'd take somebody who was essentially one of the senior bowlers this time last year, and he doesn't get a sniff. You know, he's he's not even bowling in warm up games, right? Um, and and we know that he was carrying an injury going into the tournament. I'm, I'm I don't know, maybe they're you know what the situation is and, and why they don't want to tell us. What you know? Why he's not playing? I mean, what Dustin Shanika told you seems to, to me that makes that makes uh, you know sense about why why they wouldn't want to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it's the fact that that wasn't even coming up in conversation beforehand makes me think maybe there's something else going on here. I don't I don't know. And and regarding the batting, I wonder if you know um, uh, there was a clip from Dan Weston going about on Twitter yesterday. Who's in, and he's a cricket analyst. If you don't know who he is, um, talking about how Sri Lanka's batters just don't have a high enough strike rate, and I, I, I suspect that's the reason why uh, Danushka is still in the side. And I wonder if they end up just trying to rejig the the top order and and pushing 
uh, Danish corrupt to open with Kussel and and Patton slightly lower down. Uh, you know, go drops to three and and uh, DDS at four, um, just to try and up that run rate earlier on. Because as you say, that it it's just not working. Obviously, you know that said, I think you know as for me, yesterday's game. Asalanka would have just been the perfect player to be out in the middle there, just holding that innings together at, at that key moment. Because whenever you know, some, when he, when he's at his best, it feels like it, you know he he can he can really take the, those games that kind of drift that you know yesterday just drifted away. That's the kind of game you feel he can really grab by the scruff of the neck when he's batting and and slowly, slowly, slowly get SL back into it. Right? Yeah, on on Gunatilaka, I think. You're right. He 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 is absolutely in the plans because of his strike rate. Because Sri Lanka do struggle to find players who can who can kind of get going uh, right from the start. But I don't think there will be a rejig of the batting lineup simply because um, Mendes and Nisanka. Though yeah, if you look at the overall picture, the strike rates are low. But if you look at from the Asia Cup onwards, I think Kusal Mendes in particular. Um, has been scoring at about 140, 150, right? So I wouldn't really look into the numbers on the strike rates as much unless we're looking at most recent stats. I just felt like um, there seemed to be, um, I don't want to say cockiness, but like so, sort of this expectation that something will work out and we'll get there because that's what seemed to happen during the Asia Cup as well. And Sri Lanka did chase really well in the Asia Cup. I think that may have been one of the reasons why they opted to uh, bowl first as well. Um, but if you look at all the dismissals, was it only Danushka Gunatilaka caught behind? Everybody else caught in the deep, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it seemed like, you know, just go after, just keep going after the bowling. And I know that worked during the Asia Cup. But these pitches aren't the same as what we saw in the Asia Cup. It there's no deal uh, that makes the ball, ball come out of the bat a little better. You know those the conditions are are very different. So I just felt like they didn't really adapt well enough to those conditions. Whereas Namibia did. They did with the ball in particular. They they continued bowling that short of a length, just hitting it into the pitch. Um, and having Sri Lanka make do all the work. And when Sri Lanka did make a mistake, of course, the fielders did the rest. So I just, that's kind of what, how I saw things is that they just simply, even after, uh, say, the first couple of wickets went, nobody took stock and thought, look, let's take this deep. And I, I think that's an issue Sri Lanka have had. Sri Lanka had even in the Asia Cup, the game against Bangladesh, when you know, Bangladesh don't are ah, bowler shot and don't have anyone to bowl in the death. Why are you going for your shots and trying to finish the game in 18 overs, right? So I felt like again here with a team like Namibia, again, due respect to them, but they don't play a lot of cricket and they don't get into situations where a lot of pressure is on them. In World Cups, you know, you know the pressure is on you, right? So if you take the game deep, as the more seasoned side, as the more experienced side, your chances just get better and better. Because a team like Namibia don't play those situations as often as Sri Lanka do. 
right? I know they do play in a lot of do or die situations where, you know, they are playing for their lives basically. But in a big stage like this, you just have to feel that if you're putting, you you bring it to those last three, last four overs, you, you know you've got the firepower in the batting, right? You have to back your team to then take it, take 50 of the last three or whatever, because that that's what you need to do to be successful in, in at this stage, right? You can't expect to be chasing like 20, 25 of the last three in every game. So that's, I think, that's why I said like, it's very hard to describe the loss. I know things turned around definitely during those last five overs with the ball where we just gave away too many runs. But even with the bat, there just didn't seem like there was anybody who could just say, you know, calm down, just take it to the 15th over. And then we'll see where, we, because 70 of the last five is not beyond the Sri Lankan side, right? When you've got guys like Hasaranga, Chamika Karnaratna coming at seven and eight, even Chamira, Mahish Tikshana can swing, uh, can hit the long ball. So it just seemed like nobody was kind of thinking straight. Let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk about Geelong and how you'll, how um, you, you're finding uh, the whole the whole place, and and let's l- look at the weather and see if the weather's going to do us any favours as well. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app, and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Uh, so Estelle, you've been in Australia now for a few days. How, how are you finding it? Is it everything you thought it was going to be? The first time we ever chatted, you revealed to me that you were also an Australian cricket fan, which I, uh, who, and I, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, not that many. And I was absolutely shocked to hear that. Um, I didn't believe anyone in Sri Lanka would, would in any which way claim to be uh, 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 any sort of fan of Australian cricket, but there you are. So is Australia living up to everything you, you hoped and thought it would be? Um, and, and have you got to grips with the cold weather? Yeah, I'm, I, I told you last time I'm not going to complain about the weather anymore because it's not raining. So hopefully it stays sunny um, for the next couple of days, next week at least. In terms of being an Australian fan, you know what? I'm really disappointed. Sri Lanka don't finish at the top of this group, which it which it looks like it's not going to happen. I missed the opportunity to cover Sri Lanka versus Australia, right? Because I, I, the first time I I started off at Papare with uh, Sri Lanka versus Australia, um, that was back in Colombo. So I was really waiting for it. I know it was going to be in Perth. I think so. It was not going to be easy for Sri Lanka, but that's the most disappointing thing. Sri Lanka, but I mean, I'd be happy if we make it through somehow. Maybe I get a chance to go and see the Aussies in the semis or the final. Oh wow! Um, I, I I won't draw any more into your 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 fascination with Australia cricket. It is what it is, I suppose. Um, what was the atmosphere like in the stadium, right? Because I'll be honest, one of my one of the things I really want to do, and I've been to Australia a few times is watch Sri Lanka in, in Australia, particularly in Victoria, right? Because I think if you... It's, it's unlikely to happen this time, but watching Sri Lanka in the MCG just seems to be one of the... When it does happen, it happened earlier this year, I know. Um, the atmosphere seems amazing. I mean, I think yesterday there was two Papere bands. 
in the in the stadium at one point. Um, if I made that up, I was quite tired when I watched it. Um, and they, you know, you, you talked earlier about twenty thousand fans being there, mainly a Sri Lanka, um, mainly Sri Lanka fans. It's it's like you know, I know Geelong is is about an hour away from uh, from Melbourne, but it seems to me like it's it's almost like a home game, right? Yeah, absolutely, and particularly when you're playing teams like Namibia, where there aren't that many traveling fans, right? So the atmosphere was amazing. I mean. Crowds were in well before the start of play. I, I I got there a couple of hours before the toss. So there were still people lining up to buy their tickets and, you know, in their Sri Lankan get-up. So atmosphere was superb. There was, I believe, an after-party as well, organized by one of the uh, one of the groups that came along. So I think they enjoyed themselves, even though Sri Lanka uh, didn't get the win. But yeah, fantastic. I, I, I hope... Um, there will be a few more coming in for the next couple of games as well, particularly tomorrow, which is a night game. Um, that, that kind of, I think the boys also need that kind of, you know, backing because like I said, it's it's cold and I can imagine how tough it must be, particularly when you're in the field uh, in this weather. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's, there's a big crowd coming in next couple of games as well. I'm really looking forward to it. Look, as I say, hopefully that's the floor and it's just, you know, Sri Lanka can 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 I say build can uh, you know get better from what 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 we had yesterday and uh, go on and, and actually achieve something and and continue that path of improvement that we've seen them on for the last twelve months or so. Thank you for listening to Shrunken 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please do rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts from, and tell your friends and family about it as well. Uh, you can download the 99.94 app. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Machado, and Estelle is at Estelle underscore Vazu Dev one, one as in the number one. And never miss out. Join our conversation 24 7 on social media and follow us 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way.